All right, the much-awaited, much-anticipated event is occurring. We're back with a fresh episode of the Midnight Exchange. I'm your host, Mario, with Zachary Newton right over here. Welcome there back. There we go. All right, man, it has been a minute. It has been a minute in what this crazy year has become. Yeah. 2020. A minute's, a minute's a bit of an understatement. It's been quite a while, but... It's been, it's been months. <laughs> it has been, unfortunately, but... Actually, we, well, we did an episode in October. We did, we did like, oh, one episode right. in October. Yeah, right, we did. That so, wasn't that bad. So, so it's been a well, month. It, yeah, it's been a month. We, we slowed down a bit, dealing with, uh, I mean, just the whole situation going on everywhere and business and things like that. Hold this up every well, now and then. Well, you know... Similar to how you watch a PBS documentary and uh, you see, you know, these this, you know, random B-roll of a guy riding a, a three-wheeled vehicle down the street, and you're like, wow, well, what must it have been like, you know, what must it have been like in the 1800s, <laughs> you know? Similar to that, maybe a hundred years from now, somebody will hear this podcast and be like, 2020 must have been wild as hell. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the whole world is once again in a coronavirus uh, lockdown for the most part. And uh, mm-hmm. cases are escalating again. And, um, but we have two vaccines yeah. uh, on the way. But this is not a CDC show. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Not that I'll be first in line for oh, it. No, but, I, but, but we have it. Well, you know, I, I already have. I'll do it. If, if you can't fly anymore, like if I can't get on a plane again mm-hmm. without that thing, it's pretty much you got to get the, the vaccine. It's pretty much the yeah. way it goes. Yeah. Yeah, I heard uh, just a few hours ago, actually, I saw California is shutting down all the restaurants again for three weeks. It's going to look gonna, that guy's it's going to kill the restaurant industry over there. Like, it's just well, it's look, gone. Not that, not that this is a political show, but uh, Gavin Newsom's a jackass. You know, say whatever it is. But, I mean, you got people fleeing in mass. You're not doing such a great job when people are fleeing your state to go to places where they can actually live. You've got two states. You've got everybody leaving California to go to Texas. You have everybody leaving New York to go to Florida. Well, um, I feel like like it's been a little bit less from New York to Florida. Although I have several uh, people that I know who live in New York who escaped New York the moment they could. Mm -hmm. Uh, now they're back there, but they escaped. They did not wait in New York. Um, but look, let's be honest. People are, are fleeing California for Texas. I mean, I've been to Texas. It's a, it's a great state, but yeah. it's no California, for God's sake. No. So, you know, you have to be doing quite a number in order for your people to pick just flat land <laughs> over, over ocean, mountain, and you know, the state that I think has, like, the most to do in the entire United States. I've always but. wanted to visit California, too, but just with everything that's been going on over, not just because of the pandemic, but prior to that even, because I know a few people that live over there I actually do some business with, and they're just telling me, like, you don't want to come over here. Like, you, you just don't want to come over here. Yeah. You're not going to go to a restaurant in downtown. It's disgusting. So <laughs> I have... I've changed my opinion on California. You, you know what, though? I'll, I'll say this one last thing before we move on from California. Uh, the, I got the same, the same story told to me 
four years ago mm. when I went to L.A. for the first time. Mm -hmm. And it was, it's a dirty city, man. I mean, there's just, it's, there's crap all over the floor. Not literally crap, but like there's, there's garbage all over, the, all over the place. San Francisco is another story. Though. Um, and I went there, man, and it was my favorite place in, that I went to in all of California. See, I'm, I'm conflicted. My sister's been there. Well, and, Carmel. And she actually. told me, like, you know, you should go because you would love it. And I have a feeling I would. You I, would. I think I you would, would love the weather. H hands down. The, the hands city. down. But I don't know. Between, just between what's going on right now and, and the stories, I mean, the stories I'm hearing from people that live there, it's like, all right, you go to a restaurant and you've got somebody outside running around down the street smearing poop all over the windows, so... Well, well, you know, I'm sure that's not know. like the actual. I would hope I don't that's think, not like a common place. You know, there, look, if you go to some places in Miami, that might happen. Uh, but you yeah, know, oh yeah, I went to yeah. Miami. Um, I went down there to do some interviews for uh, some graduates from a uh, a boot camp down in Miami, actually, and and I parked. When a homeless and guy smeared down. poop on your. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm walking walking down the street like. There's some construction fencing up. So you know how you have that that meshed fence that has that fabric over it with the holes in it? Yeah, kind of like, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. so I'm, I'm walking by. I'm, I'm, I'm heading to, to, the, um, to the building to go start with some, do, doing these interviews. And this guy just, just like unzips his pants, sticks his piece through the fence, and starts peeing. Hey, man. That <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to keep walking, but all right. <laughs> I've seen some stuff. And, I mean, look, you get to a certain point, and a lot of the homeless people are just not well in the head. So yeah, they, they, um, It was a homeless person, but yeah, yeah, it still doesn't yeah. change the, the Oh, no, the no, it's crazy. Imagine if you're, imagine if you're with, a, with your kid. I mean, for yeah. God's sake. Your little right, girl, so yeah, that'd be crazy. We, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot to talk about. Mm -hmm. more, than, uh, more than, you know, homeless stories across the United States. Uh, but interesting as they may be. <laughs> but we, we do have a lot to talk about. And first, I want to start with introducing a new show that we have coming out on the Midnight Exchange Podcast Network. Oh, yeah. And um, it's a show that we've been wanting to do for a while. I know it's a show that I've been wanting to do for a while. And uh, kind of the, the idea for it, I was looking for essentially just a place where we could kind of focus in on one topic specifically because the midnight exchange is as you can tell russian roulette we've gone from poop smearing on restaurant windows <laughs> to uh to texas flatlands to new york escapees and in, in, in less than three minutes yeah uh we want a show that we can kind of hyper focus on on a topic and kind of just explore that playground and so i am happy to introduce story archives our newest show that we're going to be working on and releasing content for and story archives is essentially going to completely be about you guessed it stories mm -hmm. specifically relating to film and tv we'll explore those genre not those genres those uh, avenues um, pretty much in every single episode there will be something to talk about specifically whether we're highlighting uh, a film or in talking about it discussing it uh, maybe we're doing an interview maybe we're um it could be anything, literally relevant news happening in the industry about it, but all geared towards storytelling and not also not only being locked into film and TV. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a good novel. Maybe it's a good uh, uh, play. Maybe it's a video game. Um, the, just a different 
channels that storytelling is is being told and um, pretty much used through these days. And so uh, you can follow Story Archives at Story Archives on Instagram, and uh, we'll actually have a landing web page for it pretty soon. We Zach's do. We working do, on that. We, we have one up. Oh, we do? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's at storyarchives.themidnightexchange.com. So you can actually go there now. And by the time this is up, there should hopefully be something up there as Perfect. well. But the, the page does exist. So. And, and with that being said, on that show, we will have more hosts. Maybe some episodes it won't be me and Zach. Maybe some episodes it might be Zach and someone else. Maybe some episodes it might be me and someone else. Uh, but we're going to rotate some more, some fresh voices in here to kind of introduce new talent to the Midnight Exchange Network. Mm -hmm. Specifically, one person we're bringing on board pretty soon who you will meet probably on the next episode of the Midnight Exchange. I would like it to And be. yeah, I think that that would be good. So we won't say his name yet, but, uh, you know, he's a, a dear friend of mine and, um, Zach hasn't actually, he doesn't know him as well as I do, but no. that's what this show is for. It's a conversation. So we're going to get geared there and just kind of keep uh, expanding this network and see how it naturally grows. And we are always open to new show ideas and new talent. If you're somebody out there listening to this and uh, you're thinking to yourself, I've always wanted to have a show about this. I'm passionate about blah. Uh, you might be passionate about homeless people and restaurant experiences in California, you know? I don't know if this is the network for you, but Probably I'm just not. kidding. But if you do, send us an email. Zach always plugs the information, and it's on every single about uh, podcast. Uh, what do you call that? The uh, info on the notes. bottom of the podcast? Yeah, and every show notes is our contact info. If you want to reach out, kind of pitch your show, or maybe just discuss it, and we can set you up because we are essentially looking to expand at this point. Yeah, and I, I'm excited for this because I'm I'm really looking forward to having somewhere where we, where we can really niche down a bit and just kind of focus on storytelling, focus on uh, you know having conversations around a, a very specific topic. I think that'll be a fun uh, directive for for any, any any podcast on that on that channel, basically. And and we're looking for a lot of things. And this is my this is my jam as far as storytelling goes. That's my that's my passion. Yes, so this, this is Mario's brainchild here. Uh, yeah. So this is something that I've wanted to do forever. We are talking about different types of shows. There's going to be split branching shows off from this. We haven't decided how best to do it yet. Whether it's going to stay within Story Archives or if it's going to be its own series, because mm -hmm. we may end up. Well, we are going to do. It's just a matter of deciding which show. We have a couple that we're talking about. Uh, that we're going to do episodic uh, reviews for and um, kind of just walk through it. Uh, we've been watching a show recently called The Gangs of London yep. that uh, is pretty excellent. I finished it. I finished it. And it is. It. You finished it? I did. Oh, I finished how good it. was it? It was actually really good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, I Very. I don't want to give too much away about it. I didn't like the time setting initially, but... Mm -hmm. After like the after the second episode, I I, I could get into it, because typically when so, when I'm thinking about gangs like that, I, I like an older setting, but I I could get into it after that. I liked it. I mean, I love anything related to gangs and like mafia stories and and stuff like that. Um, so I, I mean, it was right up my alley. The moment I saw like the actual, just the picture for the show, 
in the title of the show, I was like, that's it. Say, say less. Say less. I'm already in. And then I saw that first episode, and just the fight sequences were... Oh, they're brutal. I mean, the fight sequences surprised the hell out of me. It was like watching John Wick. It, 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 it's insane what they pulled off. Um, I would say and it's, it's from the It's from the makers of... Um, well, I don't know, man. John Wick is, is insane. John but Wick is it's insane for, with his skills, but like that was like... Just the, the intensity of the fights going on in, in Gangs of London, I would say, is a bit, a bit more. Have you seen John Wick 3? Yes, I have. That one was... You have? Yeah. That, it, it's it's you, on par with that one. I would say it's on par okay, with that one. Okay, okay. All right. Because John Wick 3, then specifically I'm thinking about the knife fight. Mm-hmm. I had to literally... I had to close my eyes in certain parts of the <laughs> knife fight because I just couldn't see the way he was finishing these people. I was like, oh, my God. This yeah. is brutal brutal but anyways it's from the makers uh, the director of the production company who made this form film called the raid which is about a if i'm not mistaken a drug lord who's like holed up inside of this uh apartment building and it's pretty much this this um this um kind of like a swat team in that country going floor by floor and it's it's brutal the fight sequences are insane it's like a a great um a modern kung fu uh take on on a crime film um but it's pretty it's pretty awesome in gangs of london because it's only really like one character who can fight like (laughs) like fight like a madman everyone else is kind of like normal for the most (laughs) part but um anyways that guy's on the come up too by the way i just noticed he has a a big film on netflix oh really so that's a yeah i got a what's his name hold up it's 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 like a where's he from it it sounds like an african name let me see um What's his name in, in uh, Gangs of London, oh. the character's name? Oh, man, I finished it. Like Elliot, that. Elliot. Yeah, 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 Elliot. Uh, I'm okay. not good at remembering Elliot. characters' names. Sope Dirisu. Sope Dirisu. He is... He's from... I mean, his parents are from Nigeria, but he's from London, so I was right. It is... He's Nigerian. I think even the film that he does, he's on Netflix, it's creepy as hell. It's him and his wife who move into this house that's, like, haunted. Mm-hmm. It's called my attention, but I can't watch that shit alone. Like, I just really? can't watch that alone. Like, yeah, I can't watch it alone. Oh. I got to watch it in the daytime I, or with somebody. I talk, Bro, I, I talk so much during horror films. It's, it's, Are you serious? People t- yeah, people tell me to shut up. What's the name of it? It's called His House? It's... It might be called His House, literally. Yeah, yeah, it is called His House on Netflix. Refugee couple mix. Watch it with Michaela. I'm tell a, her I'm it's watching. tell her it's a feel good Christmas story. <laughs> <laughs> That's not gonna go over well. I'll watch it on my own. <laughs> this is good. I love horror movies. They're, they're not very. The only thing I don't like in horror movies is the ones that are you know, like just abused jump scares. Brutal. Like yeah, yeah. Like, oh no no. Like it's just like it's it's cheap. It's cheesy. Like, like yeah, one I hear two, what you're saying. Sure. Sure, but I like films that scare me, like that, like kind of like unnerve me. But at the same time, I hate uh, horror films that are just gory. Uh, I'm not a fan of like the of like Saw Mm, or anything that's disgusting. Anything that's disgusting that's like that I that I can't literally look at is you know. I would say something that hits like the perfect middle road for at least the first two to three seasons is the first two and three seasons of um, American, American Horror Story. I've never watched great. it. The, uh, you I've gotta watch it. like the first 
one, two, three. I think it, I think four is okay, but you've got to watch the first three seasons of American Horror Story. It's like the the quality of the show, the story in it. It's just it's it's great. It's one of my favorites. I love it. Everything after that is just despicable. It's they're kind of dragging it pathetic. on. It's very... It's I mean every season is different, but every season. It just becomes more and more ridiculous. Like, yeah, it has more of an agenda. Every season, it, it it starts to have more of an agenda. And I, if I remember correctly, it actually got bought out by I can't remember by who, but I think it got bought out after season four, and that's why you've kind of seen this like extreme push. Like there's this just this agenda that's pushed in it um, over and over and over again, and it's. it's it's getting to a point where it's like I'm not excited to watch it at all anymore. Like I, I couldn't Let even me, care less about the last season. I'm gonna chime in and say this kind of conversation, although it'll be more focused for for sure, uh, is the kind of conversations you can expect on Story Archives Absolutely. every episode for the most part. Um, but more focused, like I said. I mean, there may be um, if we do a Gangs of London series, it'll just be about Gangs of London. We won't deviate mm-hmm. from it, and it'll be fun to watch week to week and kind of just have an open discussion. We can maybe even make some forums um, on the site for um, different show discussions. Yeah, that would be cool, actually. That would be really cool. You know, I was thinking about the um, story archives as well, as well, and you know, trying to figure out should we should we make a separate uh, show for different shows that we watch where we do like an episodic. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm still not 100 percent sure yet on what we should do. Um, but I'm thinking, you know, maybe maybe we could do like a season for every every episode, or maybe it's just like, a, or not for every show, I should say, or maybe mm-hmm. we can actually change because there's different podcast types that you can do, and so we might be able to use that, and switch it up. That would be we well. You know, there are. It would definitely be under. I see it as being under the umbrella of Story Archives, but they'll be standalone. Separate shows, and then it'll be on the landing page, you know, shows from the Story Archives family. Mm-hmm. And you'll see Gangs of London, but we'll come up with a different name for it, you know? Absolutely. Gangs of, you know, Gangs of Pines. I don't know. <laughs> some Gangs South, of Pines. Yeah, some South Florida-centric uh, <laughs> names. I feel like we need to do one for Mad Men, just because oh, we've do, we, we love Mad Men. We have to do, like, and, a um, special, like, it's, it's going to be our own Mad Men spinoff. Like, we've got to do one. Mm-hmm. It's great. Actually, I was just talking to you prior to us hitting record. I, I'm re-watching through Mad Men right now, and I, I hit the episode with uh, my cousin in it. I sent you a photo of. In, uh, what was it, episode, episode 10? I'll say nothing. I'm not going to say, hey. I'm not going to say who it is. Episode 10... Hey, she, is, she, um, is she married? Uh, no. No, I don't think so. Oh, well, just ask him. No, just she's ask not. Him. My sister mm. is. Uh, my uh, cousin oh, yeah, is yeah. married. All right. Is she going to be at the wedding? No. <laughs> no. no? Right. We're having a limited set of people. But I guess that's a, yeah, we... uh, a good uh, you know, leeway into uh, the next item here. Yeah, I've got a wedding coming up. Yeah, Zach, tell us about it. Who are you getting married to? <laughs> I didn't know. All right, let me let me set him up. Let me set up my boy here. So Zach, in two weeks, is about to have the so far biggest uh, day of his life. Yeah, he's about to get married in the middle of a pandemic. How about that? 
I mean, I think it's even says it's a testament. It's a testament to your love. Mm-hmm. You're willing to risk risk uh, <laughs> pandemia for her to get married. That's amazing, bro. Yeah. You excited? I'm super excited. Yeah, it's it, it's crazy how quick it's coming up. I mean, we never wanted like a long engagement or anything, but I'm I mean, it's 14 days, man. It's close. Really close. Proud of you, man. Thank you. I'm excited for you. Me too. We're going to have we're going to have a good time next uh next yeah, Saturday. Yeah, next Saturday we got to we got to hang out you and me the best man. AKA my brother, but We'll keep those plans off of the. <laughs> we'll keep those plans off the podcast. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it's going to be exciting. I actually got my suit today. I got to yeah. take it to the dry dry cleaner tomorrow. Okay. It's black suits, right? Yeah. Black suits for yeah, this thing. Yeah. Okay. We're, yeah, we're doing public planning on this on this Apparently, podcast. I mean, it's a little exactly. late, but I suppose you could pick one up quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We're good. I were. I bought that one recently. Yeah, but, um, it's black suits. I'm the only one wearing a tux, but that's other than that, it's it. Awesome. Keep it awesome. simple, keeping it small because the rules. You got? Are do you have any? Do you have any sage wedding advice uh, for the listeners out there, who uh, in your planning for for your wedding, have you learned any lessons and what other people should or should not do? It's a lot of work. I'll, I'll say that Kayla's okay. been. She's been doing a ton of the work, which is it's crazy. But uh, like all all of the the paperwork that well, not paperwork like legal or anything like that, but you know cards, invitations, all of that. She's actually she actually built them all herself, printed them off herself, cut them up herself, packaged it herself, shipped it. Uh, you know, all of that. Looking for the venue, getting the, getting everything in in order. It's a it's a lot more work than I would have expected actually. So. Just keep that in mind. Be ready. Be ready to to take uh, some time and focus on on getting a lot done. Doing a lot of work. Doing a lot of prep for it. I mean, that's that's some advice right there. Okay. All right. Lots of work. Yeah. Lots of work. I'm not gonna get into the nitty gritty. I don't. I don't know anyone's relationships here. So. Do I get to have a speech at this? Yeah, of course. You can. You can talk. I think uh, right, cool, Logan's cool. gonna talk, and then you can jump in. Do we, we, actually, we I don't. Time I don't for it. All right, I need like a, a fifteen-minute speech. 15 minute, fifteen minutes, whatever. Yeah. We we've got people there for hours, so so it's good. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what the, what what you're gonna end up saying. It's gonna be spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Zach's getting married, and um, we actually had just had Thanksgiving yesterday, yeah. so. I'm still full. Um, still, like it's just perpetual fullness, and I'm, I'm just diving further and further into mac and cheese uh, because it's like the only two days. I count this day as like post Thanksgiving, which is almost just as good as Thanksgiving. It's leftovers, you know. It's leftovers day. It should be a national holiday. Um, so I'm diving in just straight into mac and cheese, like legit. And I, I, you know, I feel terrible, and I'm just, I'm just continuing. Just continuing because I'm just like, you know, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this shit for like the next, you know, oh, probably for another month because the 24th of December comes and, you know, then it's it's time for a feast then. Because Hispanics, we celebrate the 24th hardcore. How we have hardcore? a great, Give me some story. we have a great, we have a great feast. No, not like party hardcore or anything like that. Sure. Although, you know, 
Some people, some people do. Um, and we have, but not like a wild, like, you know, debaucherous type of thing. No, man. It's just a, it's just a good time with your family. You get a huge group of people together. But now it's just different. Everybody's older. The family's kind of just, you know, everybody lives in different places. So it kind of becomes a smaller group. Usually you have a, a big meal. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, you have uh, pork, you have pig, and um, you have pretty much what we call lechon. Uh, I had to say pig for the white people, but um, <laughs> a.k.a. you. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but we have lechon with congri, which is like a, a rice and beans, and then yuca, which is, what do you call it, cassava, yeah, probably. Or something. I don't mean to demean you. No, I know. <laughs> I know what you, what you guys are talking about. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have yuca with mojo and, um, you know, some. My grandma makes flan, That's which is like a. My favorite. You like flan, bro? Bro, I love that. All right, well, I got a treat for you tomorrow. Come, uh, come to Pines and I'll give you a slice of the best flan you'll ever have because we got leftovers from yesterday. I so. might have to take you up on that and drive down All there right, tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's, the, it's like one of my favorites. It's the best. I did not know that. My grandma is literally that's what she that's what we know her for. That is wow. our family dessert. It's flan. Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. have to pick some up. Save me some, bro. I heard that there was leftovers today. Okay. Well whether there are leftovers tomorrow. And the thing is it's even better because it's been in the fridge for like a day or two you know, now. Everything so it's is gonna be super it cold. In the fridge. Everything is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, I have mac and cheese in the fridge, and it's going to be even better tomorrow. I've just been in the mood for mac and cheese. Bro, mac and cheese and sweet potato pie. Mac and cheese is, like, my favorite. Like, it's one of, it, it's up there for sure. Have you ever been to the, what, what is it called, New York mac and cheese restaurants? No. Me neither. I was. I only like my sister's mac and cheese. My sister makes this bomb <laughs> mac and cheese, and I don't have mac and cheese the entire year. I, I mean, you ask me. I think maybe hometown barbecue up in... in in Miami mm-hmm. or down in Miami. Technically. Um, so on to some other stuff here. Zach and I are, as you know, very special. Some say, you know, <laughs> we are one of, <laughs> we are some of the most special people on earth, uh, according to, to some specific people, you know? Yeah, some specific people, yeah. That's, yeah. that's specific, but yes. And the reason why we're, we're special is because we're, you know, two of the only, you know, what? How many people, I don't know. how many people have, yeah? Not a lot. Yeah. Not a lot. Yeah. I would say we're, we're one of the few owners at this time. Yeah. I'll stop, like, talking crap. We both have a PS5. We both were able to actually secure a PS5. On pre-order. And, um... Well, we pre-ordered it, yeah. I mean, and we did have to time it. I mean, we did have a, we did have to get in there on GameStop, and we did have to get the larger bundle because there was none of the others. But we have now had the PS Five for a couple of what? Um, it's been a few weeks now, like three. Two weeks. Three weeks, I think. Two or three. Two and a half weeks. About yeah. It came out November twelfth. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't three weeks. I know it wasn't three. It was two, two and a half weeks. Yeah, no, not even two weeks. Really? It's the 27th today. Oh, yeah. It came out the 12th. So two weeks, yeah. So we've had it for almost, yeah, almost literally two weeks. 13 days. 
13 days. And um, how are you liking it so far? What are your like first impressions on the? I, I love it. I will say the controllers are the most amazing controllers that I think have ever been built, never been designed. I think the console is it's just grotesquely oversized. It's when you say grotesque, do you mean like hideous, or do you just mean like you hate how big it is? It's not ugly. Like the, I didn't like the design. All right, the design of it reminded me of the Tesla Cybertruck when it came out because I hated it when it first came out, but it kind of grew on okay. me. Okay. So the it's look of it itself you. kind of has grown on me, but the sheer size of it is just, it's a behemoth. It, it, it's the biggest thing I have ever seen in my life for a console. It's like four times the size of my PS4. It's nuts. I got to say, it is massive, massive. I keep on getting freaked out because I hung my suit on my shelf. <laughs> and whenever, whenever I turn my head... I literally look, and I think there's just a man in all black who's like seven effing feet tall just standing there. I'm going to have to move that suit. Um, anyways, it is massive. Uh, to be honest with you, they made it look this way because they want, when anybody walks into your room, mm -hmm. they want you to know that there's a PS5 in the room. Okay? <laughs> they want yelling. you to know. It, it is a statement piece. It is... It is huge. I mean, people have been talking about how big it is for a while. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest. It doesn't fit with any of my furniture. It doesn't look right. It doesn't, personally, it doesn't look right. If you're going to have it, I'm probably, gonna, what I'm going to have to do, I'm going to have to treat it right. I'm going to have to, like, stand it up. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to stand it up. I'm going to have to put some, like, nice lights around it, you know, kind of make it like a centerpiece thing. Like, yeah. this is your thing. Maybe put, like, a little shelf on the wall, mm -hmm. like a little wooden thing and, although I don't know if I'd feel safe with that, uh, and put it on there because it literally doesn't fit with anything. They have made this thing stick out like a sore thumb. But with that being said, it's incredible. I mean, the, the controller is by far the best controller of any video game console I've ever had. The, the second, second on the list is the Xbox 360. Um, had a nice... That was a, that was a great controller, I got to say. And I think... This controller actually took some inspiration from the Xbox 360 controller shape, personally. What did you but like the about the Xbox 360 controller? So it was just had a it had a nice weight to it. It had um it was it was like a nice uh, gripping controller. Like it filled your hand, you know. I mean, a lot of like the first Xbox controller I hated. It was just like way too big and bulky. Uh, the PS I haven't had an issue with any PlayStation controller to be honest. They just didn't do anything different with the PS4 uh, controller, right? It was very similar to the PS3 controller, a little bit bigger, but nothing different. Yeah. And then the PS5 made it a little bit weightier, and they just re they revolutionized it completely. I mean, it's I don't no video game yet has taken full um, um, advantage of the adaptive triggers yet. I can't wait to see that like fully, like as a huge factor in a game. Mm -hmm. um, I really want to play like a good racing game um, oh, with, and like, but that has integrated the controls correctly yeah. with it, you know? Um, same with the touchpad. I mean, there's just so many things on there. It's the first controller that actually needs to be plugged in for software updates. Yeah. So um, that's interesting in in and of itself. So, I've been loving it. I I already beat Spider Man. I know you pretty much platinum platinum to yeah, Spider Man. Yeah, I'm like 
99% with the entire game. The story's been over. It only took, like, a day and a half. But That was a good game, I got to say. I mean, it, it was fun. Those games only really excite me that much. But, yeah. um, but I've, been on, I've been on Demon Souls now for, what, like a, probably like two weeks or a week and a half? I don't even think only, two weeks. It had to have been a week and a half at most because you only had the, the PlayStation for just under two weeks. So. That game has been only, impactful. Spider-Man only took, <laughs> literally only took a couple days to finish. The storyline was great. I've been tr- I, I keep looking at the case for Demon Souls, and I'm like, ah, I should put this in and try it out, but I just can't bring myself to do it. There's, there's just something about how involved it is that I just feel like I wouldn't enjoy it. it is, there's a learning curve. There's a huge learning curve, okay? There's a ton of lore. Not that the game, it doesn't waste your time with the lore. It's like, if you like it, come learn more. If you don't, come kill monsters, and they're definitely going to kill you. Yeah. Um, the game is, it's great. Like, I got to say, it's probably, I know it's a remake, but I don't remember Sony having a launch game as good as this game is um, ever. I don't, I don't remember them ever having a launch game as, I don't know, just as complete of a game as this. I know Final Fantasy X for the PS2, but that's like polarizing. Not everybody likes Final Fantasy X. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other game that, like, PS3 had a weak council launch. Um, what even came out with the PS3? Do you remember? It was so bad that I didn't buy it at launch. Uh, like, not that I could buy it at that age, but uh, I, was, uh, I was too young. I was broke. Um, but first and foremost, they came at a higher price point for the PS3, which killed them. Mm-hmm. And then they also had, like, no good games. So, actually, I made the jump to Xbox 360 because they came out, I think, with Gears of War. Mm-hmm. And several other great games that that were at launch with theirs, and uh, they kicked ass. And then PS3 eventually came back around, and in my opinion, won that council war because their games towards the end of that generation were just way better. But um, with that being said, this I mean, Demon Souls is incredible, man. I had to I had to learn a lot. I literally yesterday almost made a new game because I thought I had messed up to the point that I couldn't redeem the game. And um, because this game essentially is so brutal. And I've chosen the supposed easiest class, like the beginner class, which doesn't mean that the game is beginner. It just means that this particular build of character is going to be good for you to learn the game with, right? So, like, if you're playing this game brand new, I wouldn't play it as a melee character. I would play the game as, as like, a long-range character and then come back in and play as a melee character because it's just so brutal um so anyways it's been fun i gotta say it's definitely been more memorable than spider-man like i don't remember jack squad about spider-man except for the fights were excellent in spider-man like the actual like (laughs) you're like jumping off your couch punching bad guys it's great i like that i watched you play uh demon souls for a little bit last night i think was on twitch yeah so uh, I'll watch you play. I just don't think I can get into it. Like, I, I have so much of a learning curve every day I've got to deal with with new, new things. I don't know if, yeah. like, I like to, when, when I like to, well, what I like to do when I pick up a game is just decompress a little bit. So sometimes I like stuff with story. Like, I love Red Dead Redemption 1 and 2. It's great. Um, I can deal with, with longer, more drawn-out things like that. But when it 
you know, gets into this uh, realm where it's like, okay, all right, here you got to build up your whole your whole set, your your whole character in, in this. Manner. It's not. It's, it's, it's like, not grindy though. You difficult. know, like it's. So the reason I like it is because games that make you like worthlessly work towards leveling up your character is like it's just it's too much of a grind yeah um, i like it when it's actually like with steady progression forward and you're actually like accomplishing things you're not doing the same things over and over again just because you need to get a certain amount of resources i hate that this this is this is like the right type and it's also the type of game that once you beat it it's not going to be, I mean, granted, it, it does have that quality to it that you want to replay it just to kind of, it's almost arcadey in a way. Mm-hmm. The way this game works is like the level design is so spectacular that they want you to memorize every nook and cranny. They want you to break the game and find things that work to your advantage, essentially. Um, they want you to find these different things because the game itself can be replayed in a way that you can go for like, I don't know, speed records, I don't know, of, of beating the game or or certain things like that. Yeah. So it's very it's very interesting. I've actually never played a game from that series before because they have a, a couple other games like Dark Souls and, um, mm-hmm. and Bloodborne. Um, this is my first venture into it, and I've I got to say it's been, it's been fun. Okay. So okay. it's been brutal, but fun. Well, I, I will definitely watch more. I'm curious to see what it looks like. I'm curious to see, you know, how, how good the game is. If, I don't know, maybe one day I'll crack it open and get into it, but at least not before the new year. I'll say that much. It'll give you patience in your marriage. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're heading into the Christmas time season, so. It's true, it's true. I, I've got my eyes on some other things coming up, but, um, oh, uh, I think uh, Monday I'm actually supposed to be getting the new phone. Uh, Are you getting the the new iPhone? Yeah, I upgraded. I bought. I paid this one you off. You caved. You caved. Well, Kayla's is is like an extra model old, so I I paid this one off. I'm giving my current one to her, and then oh, you you good I, guy. I just upgraded, and it's like ten bucks cheaper. I don't. Is I don't, it really? Yeah, every month. I feel like well, the phone costs more somehow, but I, I I feel like I'm paying about ten bucks less. It's crazy. I'll probably hop to it, but I'm in no rush. I, I paid off my phone, and I'm like, I'm good without a phone payment. I'm paying I'm this good. one off, the, the new one that I'm getting right now. I'm paying this one off, and then I'm going to keep it for at least a, a year or two. There's no, there's just if no you keep money. it for a year, you're in the same place as you were. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, like, I, like I'm going to keep it for a year from the day I get it, but then I'm going to pay it off and keep it for another year, like at least, oh, I at see, least I see, one I more year after this. I'm not going to upgrade it again right away. Not unless the new iPhone comes out with something like so mind blowing that it's just gonna, you know, force me to, to spend that much money on it again. But <laughs> Which it probably will. I don't Is, think are these so. made with their with their silicon yet? Their iPhones. Yeah. Yeah, everything's been made with their silicone except the, the computers until just uh, recently. Which just I, recently, which right? Which I also bought one of actually. I bought the. Uh, the the 13 inch MacBook Pro with the M1 chip. Those are the the first computers with Apple silicone in it. So they're in the process of phasing Intel out. And once they phase Intel out, they'll be making all of their own custom silicone for all of their devices at this point. 
Intel is at like uh, their stock is at at like their the lowest they've been in a long time apparently. Um, I am not surprised. You think they can recover? No, I think I think you don't think only, they can recover. I think they're only op- there. There could be a way, and I think their only option is really to dive to to dive into the enterprise server world more than they have. I think they're going to have to do that. You're saying just for them to become like the IBM of computing. Well, power? they they already they already build a lot of processors for servers, but I think that's like the one place they have not been like just murdered in. Honestly, like right now, I mean, Microsoft still uses them. Of course, yeah, Microsoft still uses them, but Microsoft is just is primarily just Windows. That's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, some Microsoft computers, yeah, they use Intel processors, but outside yeah. of that, any other computer that's running Windows, you could be running an AMD processor. So Intel's been in in direct competition with AMD, and they used to be winning so like 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 by a lot, um, but recently AMD's been coming up, and they've just been killing them at every turn. It's it's insane, like what AMD's been able to do, and and AMD's been able to decrease their, uh, the size of their nan- the like down to like a five nanometer chip, I think it is. Um, I I can't remember off the top of my head, so I might be off a little bit on that. But they they were able to beat Intel to it, and Intel still hasn't been able to get their, um, CPUs. The what is it? The um, what what's it called on the CPU? I don't know. I know little to nothing about this kind of stuff. I, I'm, That's why I'm, I'm spacing asking on, you. I'm spacing I'm on the terminology yeah. right now, but there's yeah. uh, things on the CPU that you're trying to get down, like the size of it, down smaller and smaller and smaller all the time so that you can add more to the CPU. And I, I really wish I wasn't spacing on the name of it. It's bumming me out right now. But anyways, AMD's been able do to get there, th- and AMD's just blown them out of the water. It, do you think it. Intel has... They got comfortable as the top dog, and they stopped... Innovating is, is that I, what you think? I think they did, and I, I think part of it had has to do with the management that they have, um, you, you know, right now. Uh, I just don't think they're pushing hard enough. Uh, who do you think is a guy in that industry who could step into Intel as like, as like their president? I have no and idea. And is there no? Uh, I don't know enough to name drop. There's there's so many people in uh, the industry specifically that could do it. But there's there's also so many people that just <laughs> it, it it's it's not what they would be doing. It, like they could not handle a role like that well. Um, I would love to see them catch back up to AMD because I think the competition is definitely healthy. But I just think AMD is going to take the lead and hold the lead for quite some time. And when when you're talking about yeah, Microsoft still uses Intel. Apple used to use Apple has a lot of the market, and now they don't use Intel at all. So now, and and Apple is now going essentially going to be a competitor of sorts to Intel and to AMD. Um, not that they're going to sell their chips to anybody else. I don't think they ever will. Um, but unless AMD and Intel were able to make something way better than Apple. I don't, 
I don't think Apple's ever going to go back. I don't think they're going to keep Intel or AMD at all. They're they're probably going to remove all support for those chips at some point, and it's only gonna, like their their OS is only going to work on their own silicone. I think that's. It surprises me with how dominant Intel has been that they never thought they would like to get into like creating their own computers in that sense. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, am I it's am I wrong? They don't have an actual like they don't have like a, a I don't laptop. Think or they a, do not. I don't yeah. think there's like an Intel laptop because they they're a manufacturer of a piece of hardware that goes into computers. It's like uh, it Apple is probably one of the few or only ones for that matter who have actually gotten to a point where they're they're building pretty much everything for their own devices. I mean, they've been building chips for their phones. They've been building chips for their AirPods, their watches, their iPads. What is the line of chip that they call for their phone? There's a specific name for it. Uh, A A11 Bionic or something like that. Yeah, the Bionic something or other. It, it, it's an A series chip. A11, A12, A12X, whatever it is. Uh, the MacBook is an, or just the computer is an M, something chip. M1. I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I wanna I want a Mac Mini so bad. Um, but I'm waiting. I, I want more ports on that Mac Mini. I think the thing, and I'm I want to be able to use an eGPU on yeah, it. Yeah, that's the thing I'm most disappointed with is that you can't use an eGPU on it. Um, if if they come out and say that I can use an eGPU with it, I'll invest in it. Yeah, I'm getting the one I have right now because I'm I'm downsizing my computer. I just don't need, like I have my workhorse here, like the PC that I built, and I just don't have. A need for a massive MacBook Pro that can handle that much processing power all the time. Mm-hmm. So. What was the trade-in value, if you don't mind me asking? On the, did it hold up well? I, mine was like uh, a, little, a little over a thousand, I think. Maybe was, it was like twelve hundred. Mine was a bit under a thousand. Uh, granted, my, mine was older than yours. I bought mine two years before you bought yours, or, or a year or two before you bought yours. So mine was like seven something, eight something. But I ended yeah. up selling it uh, to my brother for a grand because I was gonna sell it for like twelve, but I just sold it for, for one. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So the the new computer only cost me a few hundred dollars. Not bad. Not a bad deal. I say we conclude this episode here. Um, we are now pretty much well. Now we have to hop on to the to the other show. Yes, we so we, we're actually going to record a quick, a quick intro snippet um, for Story Archives. So that's going to conclude this episode. Zach, do you want to outro us? And um, I'll chime in if anything. Absolutely. So thank you for listening to The Midnight Exchange. If you want to find us, you can find us on the internet at themidnightexchange.com. Twitter at T-H-E-M-E podcast. Instagram at the Midnight Exchange, and uh, I think there's a Facebook too at the Midnight Exchange. And if you want to send us an email, let us know any ideas you have, um, anything really. Uh, you can go ahead and send us an email at podcast at the Midnight Exchange dot com. I think that's about it. That's it. All right. It was fun doing this. It was. On, Glad to be back. On to the next one. Thank we'll you. We'll see very you on the much. next episode. Bye.